Welcome to This Is Not A Green Room, the podcast recorded live from the New York Comedy Club Green Room. Oh, we're doing it already? Yeah, we're doing it. <laughs> <laughs> With us tonight is Andrew Schultz and of course the Ooh. lovely Rachel. Hi. And uh, to kick things off, I'm going to ask you super basic questions of all time. Sure. Where'd you grow up and how long have you been doing comedy? Um, I grew up in Manhattan, New York City, a few blocks from here, to be honest, on Astor Place and Lafayette Street. And I've been doing comedy. Oh, fancy. Shit, how long have I been doing comedy? Since you were very young. I started when I was 23. Really? You were already 23? Yeah. I thought you were younger. No, 23. I'm 34, so I guess that's 11. I want to know if I'm gonna do 11 right or if i'm gonna do 12 do you remember what time of year it was do you remember yeah, anything exactly. i count when i start the first time i'm on stage yeah. i don't do the whole i dabbled for four years and then when i started taking it seriously that's yeah. when i started i was in santa barbara uc santa barbara and uh there were some people that ran a comedy show through my school and uh also through some random venues downtown i was managing a restaurant and then the comedy show ended up being at that restaurant. And they saw that I really liked it. And they're like, hey, do you want to try it out? And I was like, all right, cool. I'll check it out. And I saw, I saw <laughs> so all these like guys. drug dealers. Yo, no drug. I would never have done it. I would never have done it. I've always loved it. I was like, I thought it was the coolest thing. I got do- like duped into the, the Def Comedy Jam cassette tapes as a kid, like the mm-hmm. VHS. Like they send you it every week. I got oh, my yeah. parents to sign up with their credit card and a new fucking... I don't know how many Hamburger Jones videos I've seen, but more than the average person. Hamburger, I remember that. Dude. And um, obviously, you know, Kings of Comedy. I mean, the first the first comedy I ever remember listening to was a cassette tape of Delirious with my dad. And that would that was like a big bonding moment. I can remember like the exact place where we listened to that and just watching my dad cry laughing at the gay Ralph Cramden. The humana, 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 humana. And just, oh, man, that was the coolest thing. And I probably on some level was like, man, I want to make my dad laugh like that. Aww. Yeah, yeah, it was so awesome. That's cute. So, yeah, that was my introduction to it. I didn't really know that white people did comedy until, like, much later. <laughs> Dead serious. Like, like the idea that, like, jokes were, like, structured. Like, yeah. I remember watching Seinfeld as a kid and, like... I was like, I don't get why you guys think it's funny. Like, I don't get... Like, he comes into the room crazy, like... I never got into that show either. But I, I understand that it's like... Now I understand, like, structurally it's put together very well. Mm-hmm. But, like, I was always watching shows like Martin. And it was just because everybody in school watched those shows. Yeah. But what was funny to me about Martin is Martin would always make fun of Gina's head. <laughs> yeah. And, like, that was her real head. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, like, that's true. That was so like, like prosthetic. Exactly. So you can't go from that to watching like George be weird, right? Because like you, you're told to be weird. Like her, her head's not told to be big. It's just what the fuck her head looks yeah. like. So think- it was so real. Right. The comedy was so real. It wasn't like it wasn't like structure to put together. It was like that's fucking raw funny. Like Do you think that they had to sign a contract saying like we're really gonna make fun of the real you and you can't get mad about it? I think that when you don't have a big deal and then you get that seven year deal that a network presents, you're good with it. But like also they hated each other. Really? Why you think they hate each other? Because she just said she had a big fucking head every single day for like (laughs) seven years. 
Yeah, she had like restraining orders and everything. Oh, dude, they hated each other. I think there was. I think what happened is like later seasons, he got a job at the radio station so that like they wouldn't be together or something. I might be making that up, but like like, he got with like Pam later and like dreams, and then it like happened. Even Pam probably hated that motherfucker. Like, (laughs) but he's I don't know. It was just like a. It was an interesting thing about comedy. Yeah. Early for me, that like I've started to realize later in my life, which is like. You don't like funny isn't something that you can make. It's something that exists already. And then you expose it. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. there are like ways you can like mathematically like create funny, but it's not real funny. It's like, oh, that was clever. And I'll laugh because I think that's a, an appropriate reaction to clever. But it's not or it's not like involuntary. Right. Like involuntary funny is like somebody falls or like. Right, like, yeah. right, right, and then you're right. like, yeah. you first and falls always funny. can't help it because, because it, it was exposed, right? Like you're not creating it. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes sense. You're just opening up. Yeah, a Yeah, there's portal something that's like it. organically funny versus what you've constructed. The, the one thing about funny that's different than all these other emotions is like, you can't fake it. Like you can fake yeah. being. Oh, I watch a lot of comics fake, but fake they're not it, funny, yeah. right? Like, so it's yeah, like yeah, yeah. you can pretend to be sad, like a mm-hmm. great actor. The Daniel Day Lewis can pretend to be sad. He can pretend to be happy. He can pretend to be depressed. He can pretend to be surprised. He can pretend to do everything. If you said pretend to be funny, he cannot do that. Yeah. Because it's not an emotion. It's not something you create. Mm -hmm. It's something that's there and then comics expose it. That's why you never see Denzel do a comedy, right? Maybe. But Meanwhile, he, John Hamm, so funny. But he's funny. He's yeah. just a funny guy. He's able to expose it. Some people yeah. aren't. Two people could tell the same story. A funny person tells it it's funny. The other person doesn't because you just expose it. The funny's there. We just we just open up the window to it. So you just did it by accident and then it became I think I was always passion? funny. I always liked making people laugh. I always liked the attention. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then I just like it fulfilled all these things that I enjoy. Does that make sense? Like yes. I was always, I always loved it. I always admired it. I never knew I would do it. And then when I did it, I was like, oh, wow. Check, 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 check. Huh. You know? Did you do anything else before where you were like the center of attention? Like any like school plays or, or sports or stuff like that? Or was that sort of the first time? I think, you know, in school, just kind of class clown shit. Yeah. Or just like with a group of friends, busting balls. Like, you know, traditional. That kind of thing. I mean, but anything I did, I enjoyed like a, I enjoyed like entertaining through it yeah. you know so yeah i have something to thank you for by okay the way. talk to me what happened uh yeah i have now a newfound complex about my feet oh boy <laughs> let's see him i'm not i'm not doing that you're I'm not, not showing why First what's wrong all, with him and i've listened to your podcast about akash has fine feet he has a thing <laughs> you want to know what's wrong with akash's no, feet i saw your yeah. feet and okay. they're worse let me tell you something you're wrong my feet are beat up <laughs> There's a difference. My feet in their best in their best case scenario are much better foot than Akash. They're just beat up from years of athleticism. Akash has never done anything athletic in his life. Akash, his big toe is his smallest toe. That's a problem. Wait, what? No, but he, this is the, this is big this toe is the his issue. smallest toe. I don't know why, but it's like offset. He has hands. He, he's like a monkey. So like <laughs> the the way you have an opposable thumb, he has an opposable big toe. And it comes out shorter than the pinky it's or even goofy. to the pinky. It's a little... Ooh. 
Yes, dude. But okay, so my absolutely. second toe is just a little bit longer than no, Take it out. absolutely not. All right, don't. <laughs> Well, you know, right, that's you actually know, like fine. a weird old wives' tale that they say if your second see. toe is longer, it's You're supposed fine. to be like a shut up. No, mark but like of he, he went in and was like, if your second toe. It's barely longer, dude. And it, also, it's because you got a little bunion. If this one was. <gasps> no, I don't. You do. Watch out. No, I don't. If, it, if this one was moved. There's no bunion. Shut up. If this one moved a little <laughs> to the side, it'd be as long. That's oh. the issue. Yeah, yeah, but you're fine. You have good feet. You just wanted to show off your feet. No, I really that's didn't. what that was. No, I just wanted to be like, I need the show. Perfect I pedicure, everything ready. I think, yeah. I think the left foot is the real, the real goofy. It's like one. when girls get engaged to, and you're like, oh, isn't that insane that you just got a manicure? <laughs> what a surprise this must have been. <laughs> that is true. You always got to be on point when you've been dating for a while, huh? Yeah. Could be any moment. Well, I think the and thing is, a, it's not it's like, that, that it could a- be any moment. It's that everybody knows ahead of time. Like, okay, we're going to oh. your favorite. Do you know how many women I know have gone ring shopping with their boyfriend of like, well, it's about time. And he's like, That's yep, I've talked to, to your me. dad. That's so crazy I don't know to too me. many people that are actually surprised by getting proposed to. Here's a great service. You pick out your ring. And... Your boyfriend you or thinking, someone, you yeah, yeah, I'm putting right it now. together. <laughs> your boyfriend, you just pick out your ideal ring as a girl, and you update it throughout your life. It should always be there. It's like your avi for your fucking Twitter, oh, Instagram, yeah. and you. That is the ring that you like, so that the person you're dating can access that ring if at any point in time he wants to propose to you. This way, you don't have to ruin the surprise of proposal. It should just be a site that no. exists somewhere. Maybe no. No, I want. This is I everything for you. you it's man. like a test. It's like to yes. see like I what ring would you pick? I want to know what you would pick oh. out for me. Oh, stop it! No, you don't. <laughs> yes. You want uh, this is for the rest of your life. Yes. Don't fuck it up. This is the rest of your life. But see, I'm not that. I'm not that chick that's like obsessed with like jewelry and diamonds. Like honestly, if he got me something, it costs five dollars. I, I don't want to sound like a, a goof burger, but like if it's five dollars and he bought it from his heart and that's all he had, like I'm cool with that. Yeah. But I like I'm not. I don't need to get married. That's what you say. That's what you say. Year one. <laughs> and then you go to your friend's wedding when she got three carrots on her hand, and, and you're, you're looking like, at your Steven. little fucking gumball uh, machine. Yeah. <laughs> Proposal ring or whatever. What is it called? Engagement ring. <laughs> Proposal ring. You want what you no, want. No, but I'm like one of those girls. Like, all right, let's put a down payment on like a property or do something. that with like, the wedding. Yeah. The wedding. That's is true. Stupid. Yeah, the wedding is. Oh. The wedding is stupid. The ring, I get. The I'm winning. Like, is, I would ever get married anyway. Like, I'm 41. Like, is this gonna happen? This is might happen. happen. You never know. It could. That's not that old. All I'm saying is, right here, this is a good investment for me as well, because this is supposed to keep guys away. Yeah. Right. So. You know what I'm saying? But does it? Oh, that's a good point. Because if you got a it, weak ring, other men can smell it. <laughs> is that what you think when you look at a girl's ring? That is a no, good... but if you got a tiny ass little ring, I'm like, ah, you would cheat. <laughs> 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 Not that I, I don't hook up with girls that are married or anything like that. That's bad karma. But yes. like, I yeah. think that it is it's possible to slide I in there. I think that's a magnet. What is for, that? Like a ring. I mean, is a all magnet. rings are always magnet. Oh, for, for guys? Other, yeah, yeah, yeah. Really? Yeah. There are guys that like go after and, married like, women? men that totally. have rings on. That, Girls like, do it women, to guys yeah. though too. I mean, haven't you ever Girls experienced do it to guys. that? Where yeah, you're but like, that's... oh, I just got in a relationship and suddenly women I've known for years find me very attractive. You know what that is? What? That's, that's female ego. You want to know if you're hot enough to like break up a home. <laughs> 
<laughs> That's just the validation. It's like, I know I'm hot, but can I ruin their marriage hot? <laughs> Am I home wrecker hot? <laughs> See, that's one of those funny things because I never have like thought of it that way. I'm always like, look, it's not about, you know, like that thing they say, like take the most beautiful woman on earth. Every Love man will cheat on her eventually. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Someone's but fucking her. That's it's also from, like, uh, yeah. But I also am like, nobody cheats because the other person is so hot they can't help themselves. They cheat because either they're unhappy and they just want something different or there's some other unfulfilled void. It's cultural. Do you know what I mean? Cheating yeah. a lot of times is just cultural. That's true, too. Sometimes it is just... And I think men just like playing with fire. Well, I think, too, just genetically, men are disposed to spread their seed. And I don't want to, like, give everyone a pass of, like, oh, yeah, behave how you would in the wild here in, in society. Yeah. But there is, like, there are chemicals in your brain that you cannot control. Sure. Yeah, it's hard. It's like our our period. What? <laughs> yeah, it's like, like when you're fertile. It's like you it's go like through. You can't help your period, right? It's like a natural body process. Oh, here we go with this. Okay. Right? You can't, yeah. You can't help Wait, it. Where is this going? No, because like, I've heard his joke about this. It's, it's like I've said it on a podcast, right? But it's like... We can't help no, the fact. No, but you said it on stage too. No, no, on yeah, stage. Yeah, you have. Really? You said it. You, you did. You like guys have to put up with a, a woman's period, so for like a for a certain amount of time. So we should be able to cheat for a certain amount of time, right? And oh, that's just that what goes should, on. That's a like, funny way of phrasing it. I got to remember. That. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. I got to start recording my set. Uh, uh, but yeah, exactly. So it's like there's. You know, you guys have this thing in your body that it just happens. You can't help it, right? And we have to put up with that. So we also have this thing in our body that just happens, which is being attracted to random women, and we can't help it. You know what I mean? But you can help your actions in regards to the attraction. Yeah, I guess you. Yeah, yeah I guess. I mean, I'm pretty faithful. I've only I've only cheated like when I knew it was over, and I was just too much of a coward to break up. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like if I was not a coward then I would never have cheated. Like, I don't cheat when it goes well, right? Mm. When I know it's not the right person, but I don't want to hurt their feelings, so I just kind of, like, meander <laughs> in the you, fucking... A way better religion. way to not hurt their feelings is to cheat. So wait, to you, fuck and other then people. you let them find out that you cheated? No, no, of course not. Like, they're just finding out now. <laughs> yeah. Like, just, if they listen, sorry. <laughs> sorry, all of Schultz's ex-girlfriends. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, it's true. I'm actually curious of when you decided i like i i've told you I, I love brilliant idiots i think it's a great podcast thank you thank you it's i learned so much it's it's actually really motivating for me because like dope. i'm kind of just learning what i want to do with my life at this stage yeah and it's also funny as shit but i'm curious as to like what made you decide to do that podcast with charlamagne i've been wanting to do a podcast for a while i was gonna do it with guy code oh so I pitched the Geico people a podcast, and they just were behind the times with shit. And then eventually Geico got it off, and Ryan Ling, the guy who created Geico, did it with another guy. And they did their podcast. But I think that was as Geico was kind of coming to an end. Mm -hmm. But I think initially it would have been a really big, big deal if we, uh, if we had done it early. So that didn't end up working out. And I was thinking of like different ways. And then Charlemagne just came up to me and asked me. And he was like, hey, do you want to do a podcast with me? And I was like, yeah, I'll definitely do that. And then we started doing it. And I think Jesse May Peluso was supposed to be involved as well. Okay. But her, her manager said that they didn't want me to be involved. Why? Yeah, because her managers... Uh, you guys butt heads or...? Yeah, they used to manage me and they were just like scumbags about it. <laughs> so I fired them. 
And uh, <laughs> oh, but, I just uh, put two and two together. Yeah, yeah, you did. And uh, and so basically, uh, yeah. So and kind of sucks for her to be honest, because it's just like this massive podcast. It is. That's, that's why you got to really trust your management, man. Because when they make decisions without you knowing about it, it could like drastically affect your career. Hmm. Um, I have an interesting story about him. When I, I, I don't know if you know this, but I used to book for the Laugh Factory back in the day. Where? Uh, the New York one, Times Square. Here. Yeah, yeah. I know clue. So like, I know clue. You even worked there. Yeah. Um, I I worked there for like five years. Down through the basement. Yeah, they the would never book oh, me. Oh yeah, that was <laughs> Did they book that me? was a wild fucking place. I used to have to do a money drop in the porn place that was downstairs because it was all the same ownership. Yeah, yeah. But um, <laughs> so. Wendy Williams used to do a show weekly there and Charlotte this is when he just got on the radio with her and he used to come and he used to just sit in the green room by himself and not talk to anybody this is like and I don't know if this is he was going through a lot or something but I was like because I'm there every week and I like I started to have conversations with him and I was like wow this guy's really fucking smart I was like he's really really interesting and one day I just said to him I was like you know I really enjoy talking to you and he spazzed the fuck out on me. He was like, why? Why do you like talking to me? And he just like flipped the fuck out. And I was like, I, I think you're interesting. <laughs> and then I, I don't remember seeing him much after that. But like, <laughs> I, I, like I, <laughs> can't take compliments like, to the extreme. No, I was like, I've Ooh. never been he really can't. spazzed on really? for a compliment. It was you like, really can't. Yeah. But like, it's so cool to see how much progression in that time. Like, That's great. I'm gonna bring him that up to him. Yeah. That's so funny. <laughs> Remember Why? that time you couldn't take a compliment, and then you never went back to the laugh factory. <laughs> no, he probably came back, but like, I just probably didn't. This is a while back then, huh? At least twelve years. Yeah. Yeah, this is a long time ago. Cause I don't. I think he was out of New York when I started doing comedy. Mm-hmm. Right. But this is, well, yeah. This is when he was on the radio with Wendy. Like probably that last year. Yeah. Uh, before the show I was came still to in a California close. at that time. Wow, that's crazy! What a weird story. <laughs> yeah, some people just can't take them. Can't take compliments. It's just hard for people. I'm bad at it, but I'm not that bad. Yeah, yeah that was that was <laughs> like if someone likes something, where I'm always like, oh, I got it on set. You know what I mean? Like, I justify like, it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or something like, oh, this or like, oh yeah, no. Or someone be like, oh, your hair looks good. I'm like, oh, I didn't even wash it today. You know, like uh-huh. it, it's such a strange. Uh, <laughs> but that's like a thing. I think that's like. It's interesting. You don't hear too many, like, actually, comics. Never mind. I was like, you don't hear too many guys that are that way. I was like, no, never mind. Every guy I know. It does. But it, it definitely women. It's I feel like women across like the men board love really compliments. have that problem. Yeah, sure. I mean, we definitely like them from women. I, I noticed that, like, like, sometimes after a show, you know, when I'm on the road, right, I'll get into, like, a auto-reply mode. Yeah. Right, because people will come up and they'll kind of say more or less the same thing, and you're like, "Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you," and then you're not you're not even kind of really taking in what yeah. they're saying, you know. And then sometimes someone will say something sarta- sarcastic, and they'll be like, "Hey, you'll get them next time," and I'll just be like, "Oh, thank you," you know. <laughs> like, I just keep on going, you know. Like some people just want to have that different thing they say to you. That's their moment with yeah. you, you know. Mm-hmm. So they want you say something. Remember, so yeah, I guess with comments, sometimes you can get into like a. Well, does it feel too right, like, yeah. I mean, because you've obviously progressed throughout your career quite yeah. a bit. Uh, like, do you get to a point where you all, like it almost doesn't even phase you, even though it's not even auto reply, but it's just like, oh, great. 300 people just said they had a good time and enjoyed me. But like, you almost can't even feel it anymore because that happens mm. regularly. <sighs> you know, where, like, you know, eight years ago, three people saying it would have been like, oh, yeah, you made your night. I still yeah. remember the compliments I got in the beginning of my career from like bigger comics. Mm. 
I yeah, I don't recall just the random compliment from somebody. But like a comp a compliment from a comic when I was first starting out was like it meant the world, you know. Mm. I was like I must be doing something right. And they probably were just saying it like out of obligation because they complimented somebody next to me or something. But like <laughs> to me, I would go I back and not. tell my parents. <laughs> I, I yeah. would. I'd be, I'd be, I'd be, I'd be, yeah, blah blah blah. Said that you know that I had a good joke or something. I don't know something like that. And uh, so yeah, sometimes it means it means a lot. I noticed that like after shows, I'd rather like a nice genuine connection, you know, with people. So sometimes I'll just take a moment if I just talk to somebody, even though there's a big line of people. Like I'll just, I don't know. I'll ask him about. You know what he's going through. Sometimes people want to share like a story, or they have a question they've been waiting to ask me, or something like that. And a lot of times, I just take people out with me afterwards. That's nice. dope. Yeah, I'll just like, oh yeah, you guys are cool. Come on, let's roll out. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I have oh no God, problem doing like, that. Just, that's like a story they're going to tell for months, if oh, not years. Sure. So like, yeah. this one time, we went down to the punchline, and I'm, yeah, it's it's yeah. Sometimes they're cool. Man, like a lot of times they're cool. I've been very fortunate. Like I like my fans. I respect them. You know, there's a lot of people who. They're like 30 years old and they entertain 14-year-old girls. You know, it's like you don't want to <laughs> hang out with those people, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> but like like for me, and I think it's a product of like, especially with the podcast, but like we're always like pushing them. You know, like we're developing really resilient brains. So like when I go and talk and to these guys. you are very envelope pushing, which I, I try which to. I can appreciate. And is that something that you intentionally do or is that just your style? Okay. Because you, you just got back from Sweden, right? Yeah. What is what is up, the yeah. like? I always wonder when tourists come here. Yeah, they don't like get it half the time. Yeah, like, do they? Can they really grasp what you're saying half the time? Do yeah. they appreciate it? I learned something though hmm. when I was abroad. You know how they say like Americans don't understand sarcasm. A lot of people from other countries say that. That Americans don't. Yeah. Okay. That's like a common knock on Americans. They're like Americans don't get sarcasm. It's not that. We just don't understand you. <laughs> right like yeah. you understand us because you all grew up on the simpsons or family guy like that's how they all learn english from american tv yeah they watch american movies they listen to everybody sings in our accent i don't care if you're from the ukraine when you start singing you that's sound true. like you're from you know jersey right yeah, you just yeah, everybody yeah, yeah. has it. adele never understand has an that. american accent everybody's american accent so they're so familiar with our accent that they understand when we're talking when they're talking, we never hear them. We fucking never hear them, ever, okay? <laughs> and if we do hear them, it's short bursts. Yeah. Right? You're like, something, something, boom, scooter. Boom, 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 that's it. <laughs> so when we hear them say a joke to us, like English people, when they're saying something, you know, oh, we can th- all right, we can throw them out back. We're like, what? I don't know what you're fucking <laughs> saying, bro. Like, oh, Americans don't understand sarcasm. I didn't even know you were being. I didn't even know what you're talking about. Like, I don't know if you're sarcastic. I have no fucking clue. So that's really what it is. But isn't it more like the slang words that they wouldn't get rather than the tone? They get me. They get yeah. Yeah. I don't get them. (laughs) We don't understand what they're fucking saying. Yeah. So they think we just don't understand sarcasm. No, mate. We don't understand your English. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's it's above. Right. We're trying so hard to make sense of the sounds coming out of their face. <laughs> right? Well, plus, too, all these other countries have different, like, uh, I don't know what the word for it is, but where you put the stress on the word and in the sentence, whether it ends up. Sometimes you're like, are you? is everyone here asking me a question at yeah, every Australians. sentence? And yeah, then you're yeah, like, yeah. oh, no, that's just how everyone in this country yeah, talks. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so Australians definitely speak like that yeah. with the intonation, yeah. But it's a, that's it. We just don't understand them. And once you understand them, then you can pick up on it. Huh. But like we're very sarcastic people. Yeah, 
Yeah, we're super sarcastic. One, one thing I would say when they would say that to me when I was out there, they'd be like, Americans just don't understand sarcasm. And i go, uh, that's not true. We just think that you guys have like a very low bar for, for humor. Yeah. And they'd be like, excuse me? And I'd be like, who doesn't understand sarcasm? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, on that, I think uh, you got to go tell some jokes oh, in, is that in right? a couple okay. of minutes. So, I'll go uh, do that. Yeah. I will go do that. Yo, thank you guys so much for having thank me. You thank so you so much Andrew. for being here. Peace, peace, peace. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to This Is Not A Green Room. We are available wherever you get your podcasts, including Stitcher, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, and iTunes, as well as the Laughable app. And wherever you're listening to us, please subscribe and give us a five-star rating so that other people can find us and love us too. You can find us online at Not A Green Room on Instagram and Twitter. And you can check out the club at New York Comedy on Twitter and NY Comedy Club on Facebook and Instagram.